Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what, what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to the Helmet. I am Chad Parsons and wanted to start out with a preview here of a number of shows I have set up for these summer months before training camp, before the preseason gets started. It's a perfect time for a startup draft, by the way, but I'm going to go through probably 10 to 15 high impact series shows. If you've been with UTH for a few years now, I did it at least once in the past. And basically, I get topics, I get struggles for Dynasty GMs on Twitter, and those turn into short shows addressing this subject. So I want to shout out here to JustADude17 in terms of contributing, and he says... The balance between handcuffs on good running offenses and roster spots for high upside younger players. A lot to unpack here, but here's early thoughts on on this subject. And again, handcuffs on strong offenses. I would say there's two prong for for running back roundup and for assessing the running back position. One key is clarity of role. What would the role look like for the running back two versus the running back three in that offense? Because there's two things here. You got usage, which is market share, and then you've got optimization, which is this is going to be an awesome offense, high leverage opportunity score or helo in terms of getting targets and as well as getting good goal line and scoring opportunities because not everyone's Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, or Kenneth Walker from last year where you say, oh, I don't need a ton of targets. I don't need a ton of goal line opportunities. I can still be a high impact performer fantasy wise even if I don't have those three things. Most of us, most of the running backs out there need a little help. And those three guys, at least Walker in a one-year scenario, Chubb and Henry in their careers so far have said, eh, I don't really need it. And I'm going to end up doing my thing anyway. Uh, but I would say this, the the high upside younger younger players, what position? The, the, the key question here is what position? Because the trap, it's a trap, is wide receiver. And I can argue that having a, a tight end three or a tight end four in a stock one tight end, no, no frills format, that is also a trap. Um, I think having three or four quarterbacks in a start one, that's also a trap. But when you get two PPR, when you get start two tight ends, or you get super flex and, and, and multiple starters at the quarterback position, I can certainly validate some high upside younger options or, again, just high upside options on the back end of your bench there at those positions. I think the thing we need to focus on this summer and from now until week one, and frankly all the time, but here's where we are now, is the running back versus wide receiver kind of ratio on your bench. You know, what wide receivers right now are beyond the current scope of start two, start three, start four, whatever it is in your lineup, or are on the periphery of, okay, I got my lineup, but I have also, I got a strong four or five wide receivers. That's outstanding. Even if it's a start one, start three, whatever it is, that's outstanding. But who do you have beyond that? And you have to be very selective. And if you already had your rookie draft, you already made your bed to some degree with guys that you selected at the wide receiver position. So I would say even on bad offenses, 
let's see what the market share is for some of these backfields on the projection for the role for that running back too. the injury away spot. If it's ambiguous, this is what I go into with running back roundup, the injury away matrix every single week. And frankly, I start later July. It's already up on the site, but start talking about it near weekly in August and then weekly in season. So this is half of the calendar year, just in depth, not letting one stone go unturned with looking at market share and then looking at the viability and the upside and the helo of these offenses. So that's going to be really key, uh, you know, shouting out to, to just a dude 17 who, who put this in of the balance between those positions. And frankly, my, my last response here would be there shouldn't be balance, you know, that, that it really should be the, the handcuffs, the running back twos give every opportunity that you can throw with roster spots at those. And what it means is the focus with trading, the focus with the waiver wire, the focus with really assessing what the upside is of these non-running back roster spots, you really have to get lean and mean and you have to get uh, mean, basically. You know, you want to be lean, but I think in terms of assessing it and, and saying, does this player justify a roster spot? It's a cold business, a dynasty as well as you know NFL making the 53, for example. We have a finite amount of roster spots, and you really cannot waste one for one nanosecond. So that would be my final answer is, is you know I, there may not need to be balance. Uh, you may be in a shallower roster where balance uh, is a dirty word and, and it's a four-letter word, and you really don't want to have balance because you can, if you need a guy, if you need a, a uh, Isaiah Hodgins, if you need somebody down the stretch, or Richie James down the stretch of a season, where you're like, oh, I'm down to nobody at wide receiver. My wide receiver three spot is vacant. You can just go in there and stream, and you know what? Do the best you can with with the resources and saying, I'm going to try to get someone that can get five, six, seven targets this week. And that might be in November, but you don't want to use a roster spot in July, August. And here we are circling to June on the prospect of maybe using them in November. It's a very, very dangerous game to play. The UTH Dynasty player valuation system and model is getting an upgrade. Uh, I always say after the, the rookie draft run here in the earlier part of May, really the next two months going on into July is the peak time for me to actually get stuff done. For redraft, you know, after the Super Bowl, you can go all the way to the NFL draft. And frankly, you can go longer than that before you really have to put nose to the grindstone um, and be getting ready for your season worth of content. But for Dynasty, it's a 12-month-a-year business. And, I, and fortunately, we get a little bit of a reprieve, as I mentioned, with later later May, June, early July. That is summer vacation, if you will. That is the off-season. It is not during the NFL draft process. It's not during NFL free agency. It's not uh, during uh, that, that ramp-up to the NFL draft. So this is really it. And I, I been spending a lot of my time. Thank goodness I banked some uh, some podcasts along the way um, for a couple of big recording days um, over the past week because it's really allowed me to reform what we think about age. I think age is one of the biggest things in Dynasty. It is a huge driver in the player value marketplace, but I also think it's deceptive. And, and I think quality years remaining is a better and stickier way to look at age because age only matters and it's only a tiebreaker and sometimes an extreme tiebreaker. Sometimes it's not even in a tiebreaker. It's different tiers, different universes of player. But it's only uh, matters when you have production. Because let me ask you this. If I told you right now a guy's going to finish at uh, wide receiver 90, 
does it matter if he's 21 or, or, or 30? The answer should be no. They're irrelevant. They're on the back end of your roster. The only exception would be, well, it's a first-round draft pick, right? I mean, you're going to have some allegiance there. But if some guy finishes wide receiver 90, then and he was drafted in round three, and you drafted him in your rookie draft in, in you know the, the third round, should you really be holding on to him through that wide receiver 90 season? I mean, who is this name? Who is this unbelievable? I mean, is this Jeff Janis we're talking about? Let's be realistic. So that's the biggest thing in terms of looking at age a different way. And when I started looking at uh, expected seasons remaining and looking at player comps and looking at profiles and then uh, going through the, the skill positions, it was amazing on how sometimes productivity, it's amazing. This is this is going to be a graphic statement to those that are always uh, young baby deer seekers, you know, the, the pretty roster syndrome, the, the bikini season of dynasty leagues, which is January, or actually let's call it mid-January because championships a lot of times are the first week or so, but mid, we're going to call it bikini season of mid-January through, let's say July, or at least through your rookie draft, which a lot of times is May, June, that, oh, you got the youngest guys. Oh, you got the three breakout candidates at this position. Wow, you're going to be awesome. And then when you actually get the lineup season and paying bills season and profiting season and ROI season and championship hoisting and belt and trophy season of, of September through December, January, all of a sudden, Cooper Cup's going to matter. He's, he's ugly right now. You know? And all of a sudden, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to matter. Whereas, you know, right now, good luck giving him away. Good luck getting something of strong value because he's not wearing a bikini. He's wearing a parka. You know, he's wearing a parka. He, you know, he's all lumpy. You can't see anything and he's not super sexy. That's how it looks on Dynasty rosters. Right now, you're sitting and you got, you know, Leonard Fournette. He's a free agent. You know, you're sitting and you're like, ah, oh, I got Miles Sanders. I got, you know, just this ragtag group of running backs, let's say. But it's not, you know, this. it's not Bijan Robinson. It's not, uh, you know, insert, it's not Javante Williams. You know, oh, this is going to be massive. Just wait till he comes back. It's going to be unbelievable. J.K. Dobbins gaining some smoke, gaining some steam here. And if you don't have guys like that that have uh, the juice, it's going to be, it's a rough off season. You know, I get a lot of questions where it's like, ah, I feel like I can't move these guys. Well, the whole point of team building is so that you start a roster that you can win a championship and that you can make the playoffs, get a bye, win the championship, rinse and repeat next year. And so going through this, this uh, system, which actually I, I've, I've told the, in the VIP chat, which is a, a huge perk there of uh, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash UTH, that this is actually going to be an easier system for me to more thoroughly update and faster when we get to the rapid fire market movements of August through December. And I think the biggest perk, um, I'll just say this, um, before I get into like all the litany of shows that have been out over the past week or so and coming out shortly um, for the these new look player comps and, and uh, profiles projecting ahead to uh, expected top 12, top 24 seasons remaining is one of my biggest perks is dynasty trade is usually a lagging marketplace. By the time you feel you have enough analysis, it's over. And and I would say right now is when things stagnate. And that could be in a good way because the market levels out, things are slow, and you actually get some data points from startup drafts, from trading, and things haven't moved. Nothing has really changed that again. You know, the, the secondary or tertiary 
point of inflection. But you get to August, September, especially in season where something moves, injury, uh, breakout, breakout game, breakout offense, and it's now Monday. And by the time you get data points and you feel comfortable with the marketplace, what do you got? One day? I mean, you're going to get to Friday, Saturday, maybe by the time you feel comfortable, you're like, ah, oh, well, I, did, I was focused on waivers, you know, and now I'm, I'm setting my lineup on Thursday because we got that game. And, and now you get to Friday, Saturday, and you're like, okay, I, I, you barely have any time. So that's why you can't let the market dictate, oh, should I be buying this guy, selling this guy? You've got to be on top of it and be proactive and be projecting ahead. And that's one of the best strengths of UTH with the rankings that get updated on Mondays. Occasionally, there's updates later in the week where we don't know if it's going to be a season-ending injury or there's there's variables at play there. But Monday is, is update day for the trade calculator, which this is going to streamline that even more in terms of profiling, being able to run quick uh, projections in terms of if they're on this trajectory for this year, you know, how we can put that in, we can test it, and we can reiterate and run. And you're going to see an adjustment right there on the positional dynasty rankings, as well as the trade calculator value. So that's something you're not going to find anywhere else. So I know it's it's May, June, but just talking through this, why you're going to want to be a subscriber is some of these sites and no, no name and names, but it takes so long to update things. It takes so long for a site with consensus rankings where you're going to get out of week one or week three or just at these all these critical points. And they're going to have lagging values. They're going to have lagging uh, rankings, consensus ones where they got eight, nine, ten people ranking. And you look and it's like, ah, just two or three are updated in the last uh, 10 days where things have occurred. So you've got to filter your own or you've got to click through and figure out which ones are stale, which ones are not. And then you've got to say, which ones have been updated in the last 48 hours? Which ones have been updated since kickoff of this of the Sunday night or Monday night game. I need current. I need fresh. The market is moving. My favorite part of Dynasty Trading is in season because there's overreaction, underreaction, and frankly, no reaction when there should be a reaction. So all those things going in season is you're not gonna you're gonna have the trust and support behind you of the UTH trade calculator as well as the dynasty rankings that get updated timely. Timely is the key to Dynasty. It probably adds 20 plus percent to your return in terms of just the trades you're making and the moves you're making because it is timely. Um, that That's one of the biggest things. So going back, I've already put out a number of running backs here in terms of the quality years remaining, starter years remaining. Damian Pierce is up on the site in, again, any podcasting app you want. That has been updated, uh, and that stream just keeps chugging along. We're already up to, uh, let's see, as of tomorrow, as of Tuesday, there's going to be 185 episodes produced this year. So we're on pace for uh, well more than one a day here. And so Antonio Gibson in the queue, Cam Akers, Austin Eckler, James Cook, uh, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, uh, let's see what we got. We started out, oh, did a number of the quarterbacks uh, in terms of their profiles. Did Tony Pollard, uh, Antonio Gibson, Tajay Spears, Kareem Hunt, unemployed right now. DeAndre Swift, new change, new situation for him. Deonta Foreman, Samaji P. Ryan, Jamal Williams, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, Javante Williams. 
uh, even guys like Keontae Ingram, Kevin Harris, and the like. And they're, it's going to keep going. I'm going to move over to wide receiver, but you're going to have these chapters, these short three, four, five-minute shows, and so you can just pick and choose. You might be exploring a trade in June. You're like, yeah, I wonder what Chad mentioned about him. And you're going to go back in the, in, your, in the queue. You're going to be able to see quickly, oh, I need to go to the Cam Akers one. I need to go to the James Cook one. I got to go you know, to, to wide receiver X. Um, so that's going to be the, the real powers. You don't have to sift through what episode was that? I know we talked about some running backs this week, but you know, where do I find it in a 40 minute generalized running back show? It's minute 18. You're not gonna have to do that. So I'm, I'm, I've been gravitating more and more. And frankly, years ago, I used to do UTH to go shows, which were this key feature, which is basically 10 minutes or less, a, a centralized topic. Maybe it's one trade and here's what you should take away from it. But now I'm doing more and more of these player centric ones where you can easily find it. It's sortable. And uh, findable is the biggest thing. All right, so the, the, that is has been my focus. And just know, this massive rollout, it's going to be this week with the UTH Dynasty rankings as well as the trade calculator getting revamped with this new system that blends. I didn't go all the way, but I'm blending it between my old approach taking out some of the feeders regarding age, regarding uh, quality years in the NFL remaining, which who cares about that? Who, who's got time for that? Uh, like, I feel like Allen Iverson. We're talking, about, we're talking about years in the NFL. How about we talk about impact in the NFL? Because as I say, I mean, you, if Cooper Cup comes out this year and he has a top three season in adjusted points per game, I mean, how many... Uh, DJ Moore seasons is that worth? How many wide receiver 20 seasons is that worth? The answer in a, a wins over replacement player, the answer is a lot. The answer is, you know, don't overstate the uh, impact of depth. You know, depth is, is fine, but you want to find, uh, I, I think the biggest, uh, the, the biggest jail cell you can have is this, you know, mid-career guy and Cortland Sutton is becoming, I was talking about it a year or two ago, but it, it's becoming even more true which is you get a guy that peaks out you know, early on at wide receiver 25, wide receiver 30, wide receiver 35, and you're like, oh, more to come. They always improve. Terry McLaurin, right? They always get better. This is the sign of great things to come, and wide receiver is the biggest trap uh, trap you can have with this type of profile, and you project, oh, that means the wide receiver, the top 10 season's coming. Well, many times it doesn't. And if it doesn't, they level off. I wonder if Michael Pittman is going to be the next one where you say this isn't a top 10 NFL draft pick where, oh, they put up a wide receiver 30 season as a rookie. No, this is, you know, they, they, it took them till year two, year three. They don't have round one pedigree. And eventually they will get replaced. Eventually they will see heavier competition. And they have a tighter window to produce than, or to actually peak out and improve and, 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 uh, get all the way to the pinnacle of the mountain. They have a lot uh, less latitude and time to do that than most dynasty GMs think. So that would be one of my main things is is the, the, the assumption that a big peak is coming when there's not a lot of guys, especially at wide receiver and tight end, that you start looking at and saying there is a big big ceiling here, you know, like to just say at a for a tight end, oh yeah, they can they can join the big boys, they can be in the top two or three. Just to schluff that statement off is pretty ridiculous. And it's like, tell me you don't know about positional trends when or or what it takes to get to an elite spot at the position without actually saying it. That would be one of the things. There's a bunch of tight ends that can challenge for the top of the position. Look at all these upside guys. Look at Chigo Conquo. Look at, you know, Cole Komet. Look at um, you know, add five, six more guys. Good luck. Good luck trying to sharpshoot that. Uh, and so 
Those would be some of the biggest things to look for this uh, summer as we get ready for the season in full force at utshnasty.com. So I already mentioned you get all the podcasts, 185 so far this year on pace for a record high. But part of that is just snipping the podcast into a more digestible form instead of fewer shows, there's greater shows. And so the goal isn't the the highest number. The goal is the most uh, findable, sortable, and digestible content you can have for your dynasty ear. So you get all that on the podcasting app of your device. Yes, you can still listen to, listen on your laptop um, or any other uh, any other uh, platform you would like, but it makes it highly digestible. Um, the other part you're going to get is a, a free trial as a GM Plus sign up. You're going to get uh, a, a trial for about a week or so for the UTH trade calculator. So it really jump starts your dynasty career with UTH to have your best year yet and to frankly uh, rewrite your your backstory. You know, if you're a middling team, if you've had good results but not great results, it's going to uptick, it's going to tear jump every single step from I'm new, I don't know what I'm doing, my head is swimming. It's going to get you to respectable plus in you know this season. And then I would also say it's going to get you from middle of the road to top of the peak, and then it's going to get you from top of the peak to staying there and pummeling your your league mates that are going to be like, well, we can't trade with this guy. Like we just can't, we we can't do this. Like they're going to be skeptical of every single trade that you you venture with them because you might have burned them. And and when once you burn them, all of a sudden uh, they become uh, just very reticent. And uh, they have that yellow light on anytime an offer comes through their inbox. But you know what? We got counters for that too. There's secondary and graduate level courses in terms of how to send offers when uh, you get into a situation where you're like, ah, tough to trade, Chad. Uh, it's an inactive league or people are just scary, uh, skeptical and wary of me in the dynasty trade market. Don't worry. We got counter moves to the counter moves. It's almost like chess uh, as we go through here. Final segment here, I wanted to share a couple of thoughts from my current ongoing startup draft, have a co-owner situation. Shout out Ryan, who's been doing some uh, good grinding work in the trade market in these late rounds. And uh, a couple of points that I would mention. Number one, be active, be mobile, uh, as the phrase goes, be flexible. Um, I was looking here at our draft board, and in the first eight rounds, we only took two of our natural spots uh, with selecting players. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, we drew the 101. So life is good. It's a good day at the office when you can draw 101 in a startup draft and begin your dynasty franchise with Patrick Mahomes. The other one was in round five, we took Josh Jacobs. But every other pick, whether it was round two, three, four, uh, as well as six, seven, eight, we did not make those picks. And I actually look back here, we didn't take uh, our natural pick in round 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, We didn't have a lot of picks that stayed static. So I would say, whether it's small moves or big moves, you really need to stay engaged with the marketplace in a in a startup draft. And again, that could be moving up, it could be moving back. I think a combination of both because you see the markets change. You also see different cross sections of GMs in your league and new startup that are looking to do either item. You'll get uh, folks that'll say, yeah, I'm only trading back. Well, that could be an opportunity for you to trade up. And then the other part is you might get to a certain point of the draft where someone just starts getting antsy. Maybe they haven't picked in a day or two and uh, you know they m- might see a glaring name. They check out the, the draft list and they're like, oh, uh, so-and-so is still available. Oh, like even if they weren't checking in, even if they were, weren't were micromanaging it to a, an in, infinitesimal de- degree, that means they, they still have an interest, that, that fear of missing out. Um, and then you have the marketplace of future picks that, 
you can acquire them, you can uh, trade them away. Uh, we did both of those things. We traded some away, we gained some back later in the draft. And, and I think, so being flexible with moving up and moving down is one of the biggest keys. The other big key I would say is make sure you play the format. Uh, you know, we're going to do a, an, a, an interrogation room on this draft and, and more to come in these summer months to talk about team building. But I would say one of the biggest keys is going to be taking your guys. You know, we had we we were always talking about who the next two, three, four guys were. Is it a flat tier? Does one player stick out? And it was a blend of we got to certain points and there was an auto pick. Just roll into the roll into the pick and it's like, well, we, we already talked about this yesterday. You know, we talked about this this exact scenario and here we are and we're taking this player. And then there were other spots where uh, the more you talk through it, and this is why co-ownership is a, is a is a great thing and I love blending that as part of my portfolio in addition to my solo leagues is you get an opportunity to talk through scenarios where maybe you can wait. You know, the other person's going to say, you know, you know, I like that player fine enough, but I don't really think there's a gap between player A and, you know, player uh, B, C, and D. And, or it might be a certain position where you go, eh, you know, the positional value, yes, they're the best player on the board, but the v- positional value isn't quite there. We had a situation and not to, you know, give, give everything away in terms of uh, the interrogation room upcoming once we finish out is, we, you know, we had a situation at tight end where it, a certain certain player was falling to a point that I had discussed him for a round or two. And then we finally got to the point where, I mean, you have to take them, you know, even if it's stock PPR there for the tight end position, no premiums, there's certain players and certain profiles that have big upside that you need to try to have a hammer at another position when, you know, they fall to such a point. And, and finding that point, I think, is one of the key nuances, the art to the science, if you will, of navigating and having a strong startup draft. So look for that on the UTH premium feed coming up with Ryan and myself. We'll be talking through our draft. It, it got uh, started last minute, so we really didn't have time to do a war, war room episode. Typically, you're going to get back-to-back where we record. They'll be, they'll be three weeks apart, but you get a war room show where you talk about strategy, the setup, as well as the plan. And then uh, you get the interrogation room, which is actually hearing how the plan transpired and how, how the adjustments, how the, the Omaha's had to occur during the draft itself with 11 other typical league mates uh, trying to throw you off and trying to execute their own war room. But to be fair, I think half of them at least didn't really have a war room and they were uh, you know, just uh, doing whatever they felt, uh, whatever, whatever felt good in the moment. And you know what? Like like dynasty as in life, sometimes when you when you heed that that uh, philosophy and that advice can get you in trouble and there can be some long-term ramifications. All right, so that is going to do it this week. Thank you so much for listening. Had a bonus episode over the weekend. I think it was the uh, handful of times so far annually have the Memorial Day show. I do want to shout out here on the uh, the, the main show here that had a great guest lined up. Um, a, a friend of mine and a coworker of mine was going to be the first person that wasn't a family member um, or someone that I knew post uh, military career that uh, was on the show. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to get her on again next year. We had some technical difficulties, uh, but I'm going to have so many fail safes next year in, uh, in the, the hopper that it's not going to possibly occur in 2024. So I wanted to shout out to Melissa who uh, donated her time and talents and and frankly talking uh talking about uh chad in a, in a former life uh before he was full-time 
uh, dynasty and fantasy football and all that. But I recorded a solo show, supplemented that, I think 15, 20 minutes. But it's it's the only non-football uh, show that I record um, on this main feed on an annual basis, but really love to do it. And uh, again, as we close out this holiday weekend for Memorial Day, just remember those who had who have fallen. Uh, everyone, as I as I say, and Melissa said, everyone knows somebody who has served. And and frankly, there's probably a max of two degrees of separation that you know someone that was heavily impacted through injury and lifelong ramifications, physically, emotionally, mentally, or someone that has um, fallen uh, with their life in, in the through military service and through being an active uh, duty, uh, active duty um, uh, member of, of one of the armed force branches. So uh, take a listen to that if it interests you. And again, Memorial Day um, is one of those um, long and holiday weekends where we really do need to uh, remember and, and keep in the forefront of our thoughts um, what the holiday and what the uh, the time off and uh, what the picnics and and uh, hot dogs and uh, all that are um, through the uh, through the the scope of what our American culture is. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, places you can find additional content here beyond the free show. There's a number. There, there's there's thousands uh, that have listened to this show. I'm sure for whether it's a few months or a few years or ten years. It's amazing how long this show has been going since 2011 now. But uh, try out the additional content. I've already discussed some of the the previews that you offer um, over there at uh, uthdynasty.com. If you like uh, premium audio content, that's the place to go. I will say this, that uh, Patreon now is offering free trials. So now if you want to get the free, if you want to get the uh, weekly show with Tim Torch and myself, um, and and that's going to be your door in, you get a week for free. So you can sign up and literally listen to a show or two or listen to the whole back catalog of weekly shows with Tim Torch and myself for free before you dive in with your your uh, pledge on a monthly basis. So you can try that out. There's a number of upper tiers with the, the VIP chat, which is huge and thriving. I've got four or five different rooms in there, whether we're talking startup drafts, rookie drafts, uh, new NFL news, um, as well as the main feed, which is highly active with some of the best dynasty owners on the planet. And I'm answering questions. That's the first play I, place I go when I have free time throughout the day and throughout the week. Um, the other part you're going to get is a free copy of the UTH NFL draft guide for rookies this uh, here in 2023. So if you have your rookie draft or any of your rookie drafts in front of you, get a free copy by signing up as an all pro tier. You also get podcasts. You also get additional content. And when I'm doing projects, when I'm doing studies, VIPs get it first. Patrons get it first. You know, they get the preview. They get the while it's going on machinations of some of my research, some of my findings, some of my player profiles here. So you get it in advance, uh, which is a huge feature over there at patreon.com slash UTH. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, never settle. Refuse to be average. Keep building those dynasties. No, I could care less about other people. I want the comfort for myself. <laughs> <laughs>